hello everyone welcome to the sky and pancake podcast we're back baby um this week i had joe palmieri a fellow foodie who lives in san francisco that we visited when we went to san francisco so we recapped the san francisco trip we talked about his favorite places he's been he's been all over the world and been to really cool michelin restaurants and uh we talked about vegas we talked about a lot of things it's a great episode i hope you guys enjoy and uh have a great week all right hello everyone welcome to the stallion pancake podcast we've got a special west coast episode with joe palmieri that's yep. your last name right perfect yeah uh a fellow foodie we met on instagram and he's traveled all over europe and we just came back from san francisco and ate an angler with him and we had such a good time i was like you have to come on the podcast and talk about your food experiences uh so welcome G- give me a little uh what did i miss on your background you're from rhode island i think i think you pretty much covered it um i'm you're from a patent attorney sexy i i know right um so yeah i'm a, I'm a patent patent attorney i do mostly patent litigation i know i know this is this is the content that people are here for hearing about my uh patent litigation <laughs> the diagram you'd be surprised of foodies and patent attorneys very large so yeah i'm from uh, rhode island originally and uh, i moved to california like eight years ago and um yeah just huge foodie i've been a um, bunch of places in europe you know a lot of the same places that uh, jason yvonne yvonne have been to and um couple places probably in san francisco they haven't yeah i've been i've been trying to get you i've been trying to convince you to go to um single thread i know next time next time um we had to to test angler angler was like you know a little more casual it's like our first date we weren't ready we weren't ready for single thread with you you didn't have to go with me you could have just done it by yourselves i I wasn't going to single thread without you okay (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I'd be totally down to do it again um, with you guys. But so, uh, before we get into our our adventures together, so tell, so what was like the first meal you went to where you're like, oh, I'm a foodie. Oh wow, that's a hard one. Um, probably La Bernadette in New York. And when was this? This must have been twenty twelve. I think, um, I mean, I guess I, probably like when I when I was younger, my parents were taking me to a lot of like you know like quote unquote nice restaurants. Um, so I always enjoyed you know I guess like fine dining, but I, I honestly I can't remember exactly when. But me and one of my buddies we just decided to go to La Berna Den, and um, it was as like, you do. Yeah, of course, yeah, why not? And it was awesome, and uh, that was probably my. I mean, that was. I think Liberna is my first Michelin star restaurant and it was three Michelin star restaurant. So it was, it was a good, like, you know, foray into fine dining, I think. What was like, what was a dish that stood out for you? Do you remember? So I don't remember the entire dish, but there was this one element that I'll never forget. It was, um, it was basically like a very fancy, like tamale. And it was, but you ate the entire thing. Like you didn't oh. just like, you didn't just like open it and kind of like tuck into the middle. You had the um you ate the the like the husk and the like the corn. I, I don't know. It's like tamale inside. Um, it might have been with lobster, and I love lobster, but really like just the tamale itself, like really was just like incredible. Oh. I think that was my like my most memorable 
like bite from that meal. And you you went to WD fifty, right? Yes. That's awesome. That that's like of the closed down restaurants. Like El Bully's number one. Like, but I was probably never ever going there. But like WD fifty is like top five restaurants I wish I would have gone to in my life. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I remember I went with um so the the same guy that I went to La Bernadette with. But we, just full disclosure, we were just very good friends. We've gone to a lot of restaurants since then. It sounds like hey, it's not, listen, man, yeah, no you, don't have to, you don't have to disclose anything <laughs> on this podcast. This is a so, judgment-free zone. Yeah, so it was uh, that buddy, and then two other ones. One of which probably not a huge foodie, but good friend of mine, and I, I, I think he enjoyed the experience, but probably is uh, fine that being with that being the last experience that he spends that much money on a meal for. Um, but yeah, uh, WD50 was really cool. We had some of the, the classics, like the scrambled egg dish, where it's like kind of like a scrambled egg and a little like cube. Um, then we had the bagel ice cream dish. Oh, yeah. Pretty cool. It's a classic. Classic. Yeah. Um, but overall, like, yeah, I'm, I, really, I really wish it was back when we had cell phones and I could have like documented it all. Um, I probably had a flip phone back then with no camera capability, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but I, I've been asked, my, my buddy still has the menu somewhere and I've asked him like three times, but he can't, uh, I don't know if he's, he's too lazy to find it or just can't find the menu. I'm, I apparently lost mine, so I can't judge. Yeah. That's what I went to Mamafutu Co. Like the original one in like 2009, 2010, like right when it opened. And my friend who I went with was a coworker. She wrote up the whole thing and I've been emailing her. I email her like once every six months. I'm like, hey, can you send me that? Hey, can you send me that? And she hasn't responded. I'm gonna have yeah, to go up there. It's gonna have to live in my memory, I think. It was it was it was a fun experience. Yeah, New York at that time was like there was a lot of fun restaurants like that. Like that's kinda Dave Chain was probably still there. And like he had just opened up like it was a lot of fun, cool in the Lower East, because WD-40 is in the Lower East Side, right? Yeah, like Clinton, Clinton Street. Yeah, and yeah. there's a bunch of cool stuff happened. That was, like, before that whole area got super gentrified, and, like, you could still afford to live there. And a lot of fun stuff happened in the village down the, at that time. I think uh, my, my big, I wouldn't say biggest regret, but I, I when I went to WD, I always screw this up, WD-50, WD-50, not 40. W, yeah, 45. I called it WD-40. Yeah. Um, Wiley was actually like in the house that night and like certain people would like, Oh, do you want to go like go to the kitchen with Wiley? And, um, it was like the, like, I guess the second time after, after a uh, Laberna den. And I would like today, I would have been like, Oh, can I get a tour of the kitchen? I just would have, don't, I, don't yeah. know, I just would have, <laughs> would have asked, um, and not been timid about it. Yeah. But, big, um, big tip that I tell everyone always say it's like your anniversary or birthday or something. Cause then they always bring out something special. I'm like, don't be afraid to ask for shit. You're paying a lot of money. Go get a tour of the kitchen or get a picture with the chef. Like that's what they're there for. I totally agree. If I don't get a tour, it's like it's a black mark for me. <laughs> it's not a black yeah. mark. It's a mild disappointment. So, um, let's talk about San Francisco. So you live in San Francisco, probably like the number one food city, if not like, I mean, L.A., New York. It's top three in the country. For sure. So much amazing things. Would I mean, do you agree with that? I guess I should ask. Oh, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Like, I, th- so, 
I didn't hear you mention Chicago, but I think that's probably... yeah, 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 yeah. Chicago's yeah. up there too. I forgot about that one. Don't don't come at me, people from Chicago. Um, our one listener from Chicago. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, just like the range of ingredients that you get in San Francisco is so amazing, and just you forget like. I forgot being in Charlotte for like a year and not going to like a food city and just all the bakeries and like just the street, like the crap food is just so good. Oh, so good. I mean, I think the best part of San Francisco is there's really like any level you want to have a good meal. It exists and all the way down to, I shouldn't even say down, but like just like farmer's markets, like the ingredients you can get at farmer's markets and not even like the like you know the, the the common one is like the ferry building farmers market every Saturday, but when you go down the peninsula all the way down to like San Jose basically, which is like a forty mile stretch from San Francisco, every one of like the main towns or cities they have their farmers markets on Saturdays and Sundays, and you just have like the most incredible produce. There will usually be like a seafood purveyor, some kind of like um, butcher literally like everything you could think of and this isn't like it's not i mean i shouldn't say it's not special but like literally every every city or town has this once a week and you just get totally spoiled with how great it is yeah we walked by the ferry building one and just yvonne bought like 12 pounds of cherries and just it's amazing and you're so tell us about the hot dogs you talked to you talked a big game about the hot dogs Okay, so I think the most underrated street food in the country is the I, – I, they don't even have, like, a name. It's just these kind of uh, bacon-wrapped hot dogs you get outside of basically Giants games or Warriors games. So pretty much it's like, uh, I guess, uh, Mexican guys on, like, a bike, and they have, <laughs> like um, – like on like say like the basket in front of the bike, there'll be like a sterno, and on top of that, there's a uh, it's like a sheet tray, a little oil, and on like one side they have jalapenos and onions. Other side they have like the bacon wrap hot dogs, and they're just kind of like browning them, keeping them warm, and you just I mean it's just a hot dog. You put them in a bun with the jalapenos and the hot dogs. They usually do mayo and ketchup and mustard. I fucking I, I can say fuck right oh you say whatever the hell you I want i fucking hate mayo it's like that me much. too god twins Two things i want to eat um i don't like ketchup either yeah well, I, I, love mean, I, like ketchup. I love mustard but i hate ketchup so yeah you'll be you'll be fine you can just do just the mustard but i do ketchup and um and mustard and they're absolutely delicious they're like i don't know just like the most satisfying possible thing you can have after after a game you're just, you know, you're a little drunk. You want a little something before you get on the train or, you know, get on an Uber back home. Perfect. They're the best thing. Or they also have them, like, after the bars close. And, yeah. You know, it's, it's your standard, like, drunk food. It's fantastic. What time do bars close in San Francisco? So they, they probably close around, like, last call is probably about 1, 1.30. Uh, so not super late. That's yeah. like, I think that's what it is in Charlotte. I don't know. That's way too late for me. Yeah, there's like I know there's some um, some places they call them like after hours bars, and honestly, like I'm probably ready to go home or just go to a house party by about one o'clock. Um, so I, I've never explored these, but I hear they exist. <laughs> so the other thing that we had this time that was like a classic San Francisco is. 
the clam chowder in the bread bowl. We've never done that before. And we went to Fisherman's Wharf, super tourist. I forgot what restaurant we were at, but it was so fucking good. God, it was good. Can't recommend it more. I, I So I have actually, um, I've been to Fisherman's Wharf once, and I've never had the clam chowder or the bread bowl. But in on the East Coast, I've had clam chowder in bread bowls, and I it is absolutely satisfying. There's nothing better than, like, creamy soup and just a big bowl of bread. It's Yeah. So you, you can't go anymore. So if you go, you're, if you're, if you go to San Francisco, Fisherman's Wharf is actually cool because the sea lions, like the sea lions are awesome. Especially if you have kids, like bring them there. It's super touristy, but the bread bowl is worth it. Or if you're an adult, we're just like seeing sea lions. There. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yvonne and I, you know, we're just big kids that love sea lions. I like the sea lions. I could have, I could have sat there all day. So if, if you're going Let's say you're a foodie and you're visiting San Francisco and you're there, they're visiting you and you're there for like a weekend. Where are you taking somebody that's so, never been to San Francisco before? Um, assuming they they like seafood, the one place I'm absolutely taking them is Swan Oyster Depot. Oh, that, that is my. I, hey, Vaughn's been there. I've never been there. Um, it is the. It, it's just. If you've ever seen like um, various like Anthony Bourdain episodes when he's in San Francisco, or I think I think even Bizarre Eats, or one of the, any, any kind of like um, I'm blanking on his name, the fat bald guy, um, you know what I'm talking about, Andrew Zimmern. There we go. Oh yeah, yeah. He he's done um, uh, Spawn Oyster too. It's just like very comfortable. Like you have to wait in line for like two hours if you go on a Saturday, but you show up sit in line once you get towards towards like the front of the line they're very nice they like bring you a beer or a glass of wine whatever you want to hold you over till you sit down and um it's just like once you get in there they don't rush you at all like you could i've been there for like two hours at a time when there's a huge line outside and um don't rush you i take my time just like i think i think the go-to is probably obviously the oysters but like I mean the oysters delicious, but you can get oysters anywhere. I would go for like the crab they call it they they call it like the crab fat or the crab back. Basically mm. basically it's a dungeness crab. And it's like upside down. And it's all the innards with the uh, like the liver and just like the various fat and all like the basically crap on the inside of the the crab. And they bring over a big loaf of like delicious um sourdough bread. You just like dip it in there and go to town. Oh. That's probably my favorite. Oh um, man! Sometimes they have sea urchin, which is another good one. Um, and I, I mean, sea urchin—you can if you like. I've been there for what seven or eight years now, so I kind of know like different places that you can get sea urchin, but it's not super easy to find. Um, they have it. They also have um, this thing called like a crab cocktail, which is just like a big bowl of Dungeness crab. Nothing fancy, but it's absolutely delicious. Um, and I think my favorite thing there is you take, it's like kind of a combination. You get the crab fat or the crab back, you take the crab cocktail and you take a little piece of bread. You Uh. scoop up the crab fat with the bread. You add a little piece of just like a big chunk of like crab cocktail 
and just a little squirt of um, red wine vinegar, and it's just like one bite. Oh, oh my god! This, this, I'm this not gonna say I'm turned on right now, but I I want to. God, that sounds so good. Why have I not been there? Yeah, I mean, you sold it. It is absolutely it amazing. Should be a sponsor of the pod. The and, and, and this is not this is not my invention. They got one of the guys um, who works there told me he's like, so I ordered like the separate the separate components, um, and he's like, no, do it this way. And I was like, okay, sure, let me try it, and like that's my go-to now. And where where in town is that? So that's in I think it's technically called Polk Gulch, so it's on Polk Street, um, but it's kind of somewhere in between like, ah, Christ. Um, I mean, it's like the northern part of the city. It's not. It's. I'm trying it's to think. Little, of, so it's a little out there. Yeah, I wouldn't say out there. It's like. Um, it's kind of like it's like at a butts knob hill, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, you sold that one. So where are we going next after that? Um. So after that, what do you think? Um. So I really like any of like the so um there's a bunch of like French I can't think of like the best way to describe it French-ish places in um Hayes Valley. Which is kind of like it's more neighborhoody. It used to be a complete shithole. Um and they got gentrified probably about ten years ago, maybe more than that. Um but there's this one place that I really like called Monsieur my French is awesome. Monsieur Benjamin. And um, it's actually a French brasserie bistro kind of place um, that Corey Lee opened, I don't know, maybe like seven, eight years ago. So it's the, the guy from Bennu. Yeah, so I really I really enjoy that place. Um, yeah, it's just like a good, like really good French classics, but then they have like bone marrow, tartare, mm. um, you know, kind of the the place, the things that like not every place has, but that I enjoy. So uh, that's the next place. So sea urchin, that was like, I didn't like sea urchin, like the first couple times I had it at nice restaurants, but it's totally grown on me. And now I like really like it. And Saison probably did like the best. The toast? Yeah. Like, you know, it was, and we're going to get to Angler in a second, but like, I thought it was cool at Angler that they were like, they had some dishes from Saison. They had the Sunday and stuff, like as a nod, and they were talking about how they might bring back that sea urchin toast, and that really got me excited. I I would so I think what really excited me was just the mere fact that I could show up at the bar, maybe get a drink or two, and have a few bites, including that sea urchin toast. Yeah. I mean, I because mean, it's really like, how often do you go to like restaurants like Saison, and you have that one memorable memorable dish, and like you just know. And you want to order it. You want to go back and order it. Yeah, you're, and your chances yeah. are you're probably never going to have it again. Yeah. So that, that was like, oh, fuck, like, that'll be awesome if I could have that again. Yeah. So of all, like, the higher-end restaurants, like, the two, three Michelin stars, which one's your favorite? In San Francisco or just generally? In San Francisco. It's somewhere be. Oh, geez. It's, it's, it's like picking, picking your favorite children. Um, I, have, I have no children that I know of, but um, I I think I have to say single thread. Oh, I mean, so you're like 
That's not San Francisco. It's like it's like Sonoma, but a Bay Area, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have to say it's a single thread. Um, All right, we're gonna have to go there next time. Yeah. Oh, I think Man Race is really good too. That's down in that's south of San Jose, um, in Los Gatos. I yeah, think I heard that one's really good. It's the tastiest food, but it's not the most imaginative or interesting. And I thought the actual space was a little past its prime. It's been open for a long time, hasn't it? It has, yeah. I think if you took... if you Kind of like a French laundry thing, like it's been open for so long. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the service was great, and the food was absolutely delicious, which I guess at the end of the day, like that's what you go, for, go to a restaurant for. But I just thought the overall experience was kind of like, eh, you show up, you sit down. You eat, you leave. Yeah. So. It wasn't an experience. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I thought the food, I, th- I mean, if you took that food and put it in like a more modern space with a little more of an experience, I think I would easily say it's my favorite in the Bay Area. That's cool. Those are good. Okay. Let's, let's go. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about Angler. So Angler is uh, Josh Keens. He was of Saison. And then he opened up Angler in San Francisco. He also has one in Los Angeles. And I think I think those are his only two restaurants right now. He might have like a third concept. So very sea, the one in San Francisco is very seafood forward. Basically, did, we ordered we basically ordered all seafood, and then they have sides. What, yeah, that was great. What was your initial thought when you saw the menu? Um, I was, so I, I, I cheated and I looked at the menu beforehand. Of course. Um, I generally do. So if it's like a tasting menu, I don't want a, I don't want any sort of like, um, not a hint, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, yeah you don't, you don't want to lose the spoiled. story. Exactly. Um, but when it comes I, to- I DM'd you about Noma. I was like, have you, cause you're going to Noma in two weeks? Yeah. Uh, first week of July. So like just fucking weeks. sick. And I was like. I was like, have you seen the new menu to some of the stuff that's really awesome? You're like, no, I'm not looking. And I respect that. I, I, I've gotten, I've, I've seen a few things, but we, I, we can, we can get back to normal. I don't want to get distracted. Yeah. Um, Sorry, that's my bad. No, 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 no. I don't want to derail this, the, uh, this conversation. Run angler now. Uh, back to angler. So, yeah. So I, I, because I was going with people, I don't, I, I guess I don't really know. I didn't want to be a complete noob. I was like, no, I, I must see the menu. I must have some kind of like idea of what I want. And, um, yeah, like, I mean, I, I had looked at it before and like, it was kind of like, it's just kind of like a boring menu. There's nothing like, yeah, like nothing st- sits out. You're just like, it just lists basically a bunch of fish and seafood and like sides, but it's like state sides. Like they have a potato and mushrooms and asparagus. And you're like, it's nothing s- stands out or is, you're like, you're kind of a little underwhelmed when you look at the menu. Yeah, no, I totally agree, and I, I, and I didn't really care because I, I knew enough about the restaurant to know like it was going to be good and way more interesting than the descriptions led on. Yeah, it's so, kind of like a tease. Like, it's yeah, like, so it's just kind of like whatever we order, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy this. So we ordered we ordered a bunch of stuff, obviously. Um, what was your favorite? Yeah, what was your favorite thing we had? <laughs> I think I have to go with the scallop. Uh, yes, agreed. 
Yeah, it was. Sorry, go ahead. No, describe the scallop. So I love. I, I mean, I love scallops. I I I buy them. I buy them a lot, and I often just like slice them raw and just eat them because they're so sweet and delicious. I I love scallops. Um, sometimes I'll cook them like on a super hot skillet and just like get a nice char on the outside, maybe a little lemon, a little butter, nothing crazy. And these were just like the absolute. You actually cook. Like you're like a legit like cook shit. Not like Yvonne and I that are like microwave shit. I I I, I try. I, I try I try to like recreate or not not recreate, but like some sometimes yes, but like create like Michelin level stuff with varying degrees of success. No big deal. I mean sometimes it sucks, sometimes it's tasty but not worth the effort. But what's the craziest thing you've tried to recreate from a Michelin starred restaurant so i I know my limitations and just like and my own laziness and when it's not worth like trying to find these ridiculous ingredients but i have i have tried to recreate um like there's this like famous onion soup from francine and i can never say that i don't know if it's francine or francine and i've been there in stockholm it's like an onion soup which was absolutely delicious and it was pretty much just like grocery store ingredients so i could do that pretty easily um and then i did a like a little potato pancake it's like one of the first courses from Miami and oslo it's like a potato pancake and it's mm. like a seaweed butter and then a koji sorry a seaweed paste roasted seaweed paste and then a koji butter that you toss with like king crab so i used dungeon's crab from california which is you know not a bad substitute um and it was great because i made like 20 of them and just ate them until i was very very full <laughs> I describe them as like probably like 75% as good as the restaurant, but you could eat as many as you wanted. So it was, <laughs> it was pretty much worth it. That's awesome. Yeah. But I, 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 I've never actually tried to do a full recipe from any of these places, even, even though I have the cookbooks, it's just like, I don't know. I, I don't, I, it's not going to be as good and it's going to take, it's going to cost a lot of money to like order some of these ingredients. So I'll, I'll so, try to kind of like, so are you food. like me? Like when you go, do you always buy the cookbook? No, so I'll um, order it online afterwards if I see that it exists. But a lot of times it's just like it's come out after I've been to the place, so then I'll buy it. Oh, yeah. I like to get a book there because oftentimes like the chefs and stuff will sign it. So especially like geranium, I got one at geranium, and like every like everyone signed it. That That's was there. so cool. Yeah. So, I um. But sometimes they won't sign it, so it's kind of like a hit or miss thing. But well, if they have it, I'll like I'll normally splurge, and they can be pretty expensive. But that's something I do. Wait, so hold on, so so I, I, I need to, now I need to explore this. So you've actually been to one of these types of restaurants, bought the cookbook, and they would not sign it. Well, sometimes they, they like I didn't ask for it. Like I'm sure they would have if I would ask for it. Like when I went to Austria, um, Francescana. I'm not saying it right. I'm I'm old now, but I like bought the cookbook and that cookbook is awesome because it's like he's a really good writer and he like tells stories about like why he did the different dishes and like how it's paying homage to a traditional Italian dish, but how he twists it and like what it means to him. So it really like gave a lot of context and I wish they would have explained that actually when they were serving the meal, but they like it came out in like plastic wrap and I was like and he was there. But I wasn't like he had already come by and like we took pictures. I was gonna be like, "Can you sign it?" But a lot of times they'll like they'll offer it, 
they'll be like, hey, if you buy this, like, you, everyone will sign it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That's what Geranium did. Oh, that's interesting. So when I went to Geranium, they, that was not one of the uh, one of the offers. I probably I was probably drunk enough at that point. I didn't want to. <laughs> I thought I would have done it. <laughs> so yeah, if you go back to Geranium, you should ask because theirs is pretty cool. Because it's like a day. They do like a one day, and they they're like I think they keep their standards pretty like their first like seven courses are pretty standard then they like change it up a little bit like their what's their their razor clam dish like that's the most famous one like i'm sure that stays on the menu forever so they showed like they had how you make that you can try that that seemed impossible can i I bring some negativity to the pod now Uh, always yes i didn't love that dish oh it was just like okay, great. It's crazy. It, it had a lot of mayonnaise in it. No, it wasn't. So, so I, I did like I did like geranium, uh, and I would actually go back. But like that particular dish, I'm like, oh cool, it looks like a it looks like a razor clam, and it's crunchy. But like it didn't really taste like much to me. It didn't have a ton of flavor. I think I agree with you on that. I thought that I thought the concept was cool. Like it literally looked like a razor clam. You could eat the shell, and it like, but yeah. It was like one of those things where you ate it, you're like, okay, this it doesn't taste bad, but it's not wow. Yeah, it was it was like a lot of effort, and just like why? Yeah. <laughs> but I, so I will compare that to the um, so the the uh, that that uh, Noma did a mussel shell, which it looked cool. Also, like the mussel shell, it, it like added nothing to the dish. It was a dessert, and they filled it with like a fermented pear like and seaweed ice cream kind of thing um and that like the actual inside was delicious it was just think of like seaweedy pear kind of stuff going on um it looked cool but like i've never had that flavor combination that sounds amazing yeah i I thought it was i I love seaweed and dessert so i thought that was really cool like i thought that one was at least it looked cool and tasted absolutely delicious versus tasted cool and just tasted like yeah yeah one one star for Noma. Okay, let's get back to Engler before we go. Okay, because we're gonna end up at Copenhagen. Don't worry. About <laughs> um, okay, so the scallops, freaking amazing. Cannot agree more. Best cooked scallop in my life, I would say. Yeah, so good. Um, the other standout dish for me was the potato, and it's been like there's been a lot of press on this potato, um, but it was so they like layered it. It was like it looked like a whole potato, but it was like clearly a lot of preparation went into this. Like it was like thinly sliced and like layered up and the sauce that it was in was freaking delicious. You said it tasted, you described it like a um, sour cream and onion chip. What'd you say it was like? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I said. That was the perfect way. Like that was so good. And then the other standout for me was the Sunday with the, the caramel that you put on it that that was a dish from that was in saison and I, I was like this tastes a lot like the saison one and he's like yeah that we just took it from saison i was like this is fucking delicious i thought the potato was absolutely phenomenal i mean I, 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 that's exactly what i said like sour cream and onion potato but it was it was basically just like like the essence of a potato that you can just like cut into and eat without like like this, I think there was like there's probably there was skin on the outside, right? Yeah. Um, but but it's but it's cooked on the on the hearth, so you can just like eat the entire potato. Um, 
And I think they actually, like, the slices, I think they might brine them. Um, if I recall from, like, the David Chang podcast when he had when he had skin on. I can't quite remember exactly, like, how they make the potato, but I think they brine, brine the slices. It was um, so. Yeah, I mean, they, like, I thought it was interesting when you listen to that podcast. They're like, is it worth $15? And skin was just like, well, it costs $15 to make. Yeah, I would have paid 20 I don't yeah, know how much it honestly, was. Yeah. Yeah, but I totally agree with you. It was so good. If and I we got, sorry, uh, no, 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 you. Um, I was gonna say we got a whole fish, which was delicious. We got, um, did we get asparagus? We got some sort of side. It was like, uh, it was a sun sunchoke or baby asparagus. Sorry, baby um, artichoke. Yeah, that was delicious. Like everything. It was a fantastic meal. It was a great meal to share, like, for, like, our, we could share everything. Um, and you could, we basically tried at least half the menu when we were there. Like, it's not a super big menu, so you got to try a little bit of everything. Um, I would 100% recommend it. Like, it's a great meal to go to. And I think it's a good place also to take... Like, if you have family that maybe isn't so adventurous, like, the menu is very approachable for those people. Like, fish, sides, but, like, they're elevated. Oh, I totally agree. Like, particularly, like, the fish we got, I think it was, uh, was it Cobia? I I think it was, but I'm not totally positive. I mean, it was just, like, it was kind of a flounder-ish white, flat white fish. And, like... It sounds boring, but it was just like incredibly flavorful. Yeah, like uh, cooked perfectly, and they cook everything over a fire. Like that's I think Steen's like big thing. So they just have like a huge fire. You see it right there, and they're just like cooking, and so good, and just like simple. They're not trying to do like every everything has like some complexity once you get through the layers, but they're really trying to highlight the ingredients too. Yeah, I, I would absolutely go back. Um, I, I think for me, I'd go back, just like go to the, like, I guess, oh, COVID's over now because San Francisco's open again. But uh, I, I would sit at the bar and probably just order maybe like two or three dishes, a couple drinks, come by myself, and I'd be so content. Yeah. So I, A plus, great. It was a great, great first meal for us. Yes, it was, it was a good first date. Exactly. Um okay. Can I bring some negative now? I, I love bringing the negative. Oh, yeah, baby. Let's go. Okay. So the one dish that I – it's not that I didn't like it, but I thought it was the most ill-conceived was the um, antelope tartare. Okay. I agree. I was like – I was super excited about it, and I was like, this is just eh. – it's not, it's not bad, but it's like – it's not good. So I think if they just brought the tartare to the table and did the little egg yolk sauce and you just ate it, maybe with like the standard, you know, like toast, like small, like thin toast points, or like Melba toast or like the Anglo version of Melba toast. Um, I think it would, be, would have been very, very good. And I would have really enjoyed it and been able to taste the antelope, but they brought it with this. Um, it was just like, not, not, I don't know if it was romaine or iceberg. I can't remember. And it was like very well seasoned. I gotta hand it to them; like they really well seasoned the um, the lettuce cups. 
But then you put the piece of like a spoonful of antelope into the lettuce cup and all you can really taste is like well-seasoned lettuce cup. And you kind of yeah. lose the antelope, which I thought, I just thought it wasn't a good vessel. It was like it. too thinly cut. Like it should have been bigger pieces of antelope. Yeah, totally agree. So that, that, that was my, um, that was my negative. Um, yeah. And they're, they're like, that's one of the dishes they're known for too. Yeah, which I found that strange because like I just I, I just it, I thought I thought it totally missed the mark for me. I still enjoyed it, but yeah, I agree. It it wasn't like everything else was outstanding, and that was like a eh. Yeah. So then I guess before we move on from um, angle, I'll, I'll throw in one more like macro critique. Um, I don't know how I feel about like sheared. So I don't mind sheared plates. But I hate how stuff is just kind of thrown on the table at the same time. Like, I, I know, like, they don't want you camping camping out there for four hours. But I kind of, I, I wish there was a little more time in between. Like, I want to sit there and actually, like, think about each thing I'm eating before I get distracted by, like, the other thing in front of me. So, like, the scallop is there. And then you have, like, the um, the bread, the seaweed butter, which is the, like, the Parker host rolls, which are delicious. Yes. And, th- and then you have, like, um, the fish was on the table. And like I just like I would I would probably appreciate a little more spacing in between each one of the things we ordered. Um, maybe not maybe not necessarily distinct courses, but just a little more spread out. That would be my. You wanted idea. to spend more time with us. I respect it. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Yes. I love it. Any more any more positive negative? No, I mean the actual the food itself was at, like there's nothing negative other than. What would you rate it on the sky and pancake scale? Are we doing Mich- uh, Michigan? Well, it, one to five, then you can add the Michigan buds if you think it was worth the Michigan bud. I would say, ooh, I think it's a five out of five, and then maybe like half a Michigan pug if that's possible. We can cut the pug in half, sure. Yeah, we're, we're, we're we're gonna cut the. Pug I think in. I think it could. I, I think it's right between a five and a one Michigan bud. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's it's not a. It's definitely a five, um, and it's not a two. It could be a one, um, but I wouldn't like. Five is great. One is great. Like it's right there. Agree a hundred percent. Yeah, and even like on a. Uh, so if we go to like the Michelin scale. I'm not going to quibble with it getting a Michelin star because I, I think it really is like delicious food, but I just don't know. Like, it, okay. And it was COVID. So it's like, it's not the typical experience, Yeah. but it was, I mean, I don't know. We sat at a table, they brought us food. Like, I, I don't know how much it's really going to change. Um, I, I just think, I think I've been to other places that are probably as enjoyable. I've been to, I've been to worse two Michelin star restaurants and I've yeah. been to better zero Michelin star restaurants. So I think it's right yeah. around the one. If, if Michelin gave it a one, I wouldn't be, I think it actually had one. I'm not a hundred percent sure. It does. I think does, does it have one or did it have one? I, I honestly don't. I, there was definitely one. one on the wall. So, and I'm pretty sure they have one Michelin star. Yeah. We're going to give it to It's totally fine. I'm not going to quibble with that. Um, so, but I think what you said is to, I, I totally agree with everything. I love it. Okay. Let's let's um let's go to what we were talking about the tartar. Let's move to Vegas. Did you have did you have the beef tartar at Bazaar? I did not. Okay, next time. Did I fuck up? Uh, no, because you can't fuck up at Bazaar. Like unless you don't order the meat there, 
then then you then you fucked up. But uh, the tartar. So my brother and I, we we were there last week, um, and we ordered just us two. We ordered the uh, Albert Adria olives. Did you have those? I did not. So you were there by you went by yourself, right? I did, yeah. So and I think a cool thing about you too is like you're not afraid to go to these like fancy places by yourself. It's ninety five percent by myself. And that's like so how did and you you were talking a little bit about this when we were eating, but like you were saying that you enjoy going by yourself. I think it's a it's a different, but I think personally a better experience. It, it's as far as the actual food and and the food and kind of like digesting the ambiance around you, when you're by when you're by yourself, like you're not distracted by the people you're having dinner with, right? Yeah. Um, like like you and Yvonne, you just totally distracted me at, at, <laughs> at English. I couldn't get a proper assessment. Um, but yeah, I just I just feel like you kind of like you look at the table next to you. You you really like pay attention more to the kitchen. You don't have to pretend to like care about what the people you're with, you know, like you and Yvonne are, are saying. And uh, and they normally put you in like cool spots. Yes, I've noticed that. I, like, I I've had phenomenal seats. What's the coolest seat you've had? Um, I. So I would say probably at Saison. I was right by the kitchen. Oh. Yeah. So there's like a there's maybe two or three seats, and um, or two or three tables, I should say. And they're literally like, at least if you're your backs to the wall, you're facing the kitchen. And I just had a front row seat in the kitchen the entire time. And then when I went to Miami in Oslo, I was in like the, the, the Tony Soprano seat. I was like the corner of the restaurant looking out entirely to the entire restaurant, which is not which the old place wasn't big. It was like 12, seat, 12, 12 seats, so like what, four tables. Um, but you can see the entire um, kitchen, which is pretty cool. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, I've had, and then I guess the other one would be Fronsen in Stockholm, but the entire restaurant's around the kitchen, so it wasn't particularly special. It was just a seat. That's cool. So okay, so you went to Vegas like a month ago, and you at you like DM'd us and you're like, where should you go? I was like, you have to go to Bazaar. That's like the place I tell everyone to go, and I was like, I cannot hype this place up en- enough. It will exceed your expectations. And uh, it I, was did. I was skeptical. Yeah, as you should be. But so what did you order there? And uh, des- describe the place, describe the experience. So do you, want, do you want like the honest entire experience? I want the honest entire experience. <laughs> so I was staying at the Mandalay Bay, which is a little like it's all the way at the end of the strip. The complete opposite side of where yes. the Sahara is, which is this, yes. this place is in like the shittiest hotel. Almost a shit. It's not like circus circus, but it's like it's weird where it is. Well, you beat me to it, but yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say that. <laughs> so it it was it was like a twenty minute Uber ride from Mandalay Bay all the way down to the other end of the strip, basically across from Circus Circus to um to uh, Sahara. So I get out and I'm like, okay, whatever, I get out and I walk into the hotel and they like wand me like like a <laughs> like a metal a metal detector wand. I'm like, okay. And I like walk through the, it's kind of like a small, I'll say intimate um, casino and like, whatever. And I see, like, I had no idea where I was going. I just asked the security guard. I'm like, um, where's, where's, 
the bizarre meat place. And he's like, oh, just, just follow the wall. I'm like, okay. So I'm walking and walking. And then, um, and I see like this big, like thing of Jose Andres. And it's like, it's kind of like this weird, like, it looks like you're walking into like an amusement park almost. The way, like, yeah. Is. Um, and it's like a long hallway and you walk in. I'm just like, okay, I have a table for one. And they're like, okay. And I'm like, can I just sit at the bar because I'm by myself? And they're like, yeah, sure. Go for it. There's a seat. So I sat at the bar by myself because I prefer the bar that. was cool. I, we actually sat there and got a drink beforehand, and they had like all the like deer antlers up top. It was yeah. kind of a cool, like little bar area. So I'm actually going to, um, I'm not, now it's time to bring the negative because that's that's kind bring of bring it, baby. Um, I thought the interior of the restaurant was kind of weird. It was very like the ceilings were surprisingly low. The bar, like the bar was fine, but when I looked into the restaurant area, it was just kind of like. There's alligators on the wall. There's a bull. It's like, it's very, it's very like, it feels like you're in your grandfather's like hunting cabin where like shit went down and like, he can't tell you about it. I, I think maybe you had a different experience than I did, at least how you perceived it. I don't, I don't know. I just, I was well, not. Well, at the bar, the bar was, the bar has a completely different feel than the actual restaurant feel. So did you, so I guess, um. I've been there five times. So I've how, sat how, how deep do you have to go into the restaurant to get this 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 grandpa grandpa? Not too far deep. Like so, this last time they actually put us at like a kind of a shared table right in front of the kitchen, and they just like it's like a forty person table, but they would split it up so they'd have like a group of four and then like leave four seats open and then a group of four, and uh, so it was kind of a different vibe. And then they also have like huge tables for like that are kind of like nooked in that have a little bit more privacy i've sat at those those are cool um there's like there's definitely a lot of different vibes that you get you can have like different experiences and throughout the restaurant so i will say they could literally hang me from the ceiling upside down and like tase me and the steak was steak and the food was so delicious i really couldn't give a fuck um (laughs) but But yeah it's so weird it's definitely like and the weirdest thing is, you're right, you go into the Sahara, and you're like, where the fuck am I? And uh, it's, like, weird-ass people in this casino, because it's, like, not, it's not, like, the Bellagio or the Mandalay or Cosmo or wherever. And then uh, you walk back, and it's, like, there's, when we went, we went on a Wednesday, there's literally, there's, like, ten people in the casino, and we walked into Bazaar, and it's, like, completely packed. Like, people know about this place now, and it's, it's hard to get a table, because it's so fucking good. I mean, it is, like, in my mind, the I don't want to sit – I hate calling anything the best, but I, I think I've it never really, had a better steak. I'll okay, I'm, I'm going to go there. It, it's, it's the absolute best ribeye. Like, not even the best ribeye, the best steak I've ever had in my life. But I was like, you have to get the ribeye. I don't care, like, if, it, if you have to order a two-pound steak and, like, you just have to get – and they have, like – they also, you might have gone during – when they had a reduced menu because of COVID, and they didn't have as many steaks – when we went last week, they were pretty much back to their pre-COVID menu and had, like, the states from all over the country. The best one I've had that I always get is the Lindsay Ranch ribeye. I don't know if that's the one you got. It's, like, $95 a pound. I think and that's it, what you got. And it's, uh, so, like, when you went, so they basically, like, they have different states that they sell out. And, like, you have to say, like, the first thing you do when you get there, 
you'd be like, hey, this is the steak I want. What are the cuts that you have tonight? And they'll like tell you like I've got a one and a half pound, I got a two pound, blah blah blah, whatever. Um, is that what you did? The so Lindsay Ranch is the one from Texas, right? It's Oregon, I think. I don't. I I got it. I got. They might have not had it when you were there. Maybe they didn't. I got. I think the one I got was from a ranch in Texas. Yeah. It I was. Got, it was like ninety bucks a pound. Yeah. I mean, I was by myself. So, and they said, like, it feeds two to three people. And I was just like, <laughs> easily, yeah, fuck it. Let's go for it. So I got that. And um, I ate probably two thirds of it. That's pretty damn good. We actually, we didn't finish this one. And I brought it home and I didn't eat it the next day. So I was like, it's not going to be as good. And I, I still regret that. I should have just like, so I, I, I was the same way. I didn't bring it back with me because I was like, oh, I'm at a hotel room. I can't refrigerate it. Like, let's be honest. I mean, it's not ideal, but you can just leave it at room temperature for a day. It's not going to kill you. I I'm, I'm pretty liberal when it comes to... It would have fucking killed me if I did that, but I, I'm with you. So, like, explain, explain to them how they make the steaks. By them, I mean the listeners. Um, so I, I think what they do is they probably... So I'm not 100% positive, but I believe they take... So like, for, like, a bone-in ribeye, for example, I think they put it, like, bone-side down... And they put it like off fire. I think it's like a reverse yeah. thing. So they put it. So first of all, like the entire the like the cooking, I would say cooking arena. The, yeah. What do you want? It's call a huge it? area. I guess the grill. Area. The grill. And it's like 700 degrees. Yeah. So they they put this. They have this huge grill over like these like. I'm sure they like import their embers from some some place in Spain, and it's like the perfect like temperature. Blah blah blah. And I'm not I'm not like poo pooing that. Like I really think it does matter. But um, I think they take take the steak, they put it like off the hot coals, because they, they they tell you like you have to order it like an hour before. Like, yeah, it takes it takes like an hour for them to cook, because they put it. Yeah, I think they like sear it super fast in the hot, and then they put it really high above. And oh, so they do the opposite of what I what what I thought they did then. Or maybe it's that way. No, maybe they do it up high at first, and then but they definitely put it really high above the flames for like an hour and let it very slowly. So that's what I I I, th- I could be totally wrong. I mean, no, you're probably right. You're more of a cook than I, me. I know I they do that at least some point. I thought it was reverse here where they put it off heat for like a good like 45 minutes and then before they um, serve it, they put it on like right over the embers to get like a super yeah, hot. Yeah, I think that's what they do. You're I might right. be to- like honestly, I I don't know. I'm just guessing how I would do it, which is probably not the, <laughs> the way to do it. But yeah, so then they do that and then they slice it up for you. Like perfectly, and then they bring you, but they bring you like all the pieces, so you have like the super fatty pieces and the pieces right, and then they bring you the bone, and if you don't pick up the bone and eat it like a caveman, you're not living your life right, and it's just so fucking good. Oh, so good. I I think, and and I I when I saw you eating this, I messaged you this on Instagram. I was like, this is the best part, the way they cut the steak. Yeah, like the fatty bits, and then just like the perfect lean bits, just like. It, like that's why I could eat like almost the entire thing, is because it's like the variety of like tastes and textures. Oh my god, it's so good, so good. So net. So the one thing I want to get there, they do a whole suckling pig, and I'm dying to try that. And I just haven't like, I can't get off the ribeye because it's so fucking good. But I I want to try that. This time we got the wagyu. Like the Kobe beef wagyu, 
And that was like, I've never had that before. Have you ever had that? So I've had Wagyu in general. I don't know, like, honestly, it wasn't like at a place like um, Bizarre Meats. It was kind of just like at a local butcher or something like that, where it's like, oh, yeah, we have A5 Wagyu. And I'm like, eh, it's probably okay. Yeah. So apparently, like, there's only like 10 places in the whole country that serve like legit Japanese Wagyu that you can get like American Wagyu. I'm not a connoisseur. I don't know the difference, but this, they, so it was like 50 bucks an ounce or 40 and an ounce was basically two little slices. So my brother and I, we, we, and they had different levels and different stuff. So we got an ounce of two ones and they cook it for you, like right over a little hot stone and it was table side and it was so good. So this is how crazy me and my brother are. We ordered the Spanish olives, which are basically an exact copy of Albert Adria's olives from El Bulli. Like the, so they serve like actual olives and then like the super modern ones that have the flavor. Highly recommend. And he actually serves those at, I think, all the restaurants in Vegas. Definitely um, Jaleo. That's not how you say it, but um, that's at the Cosmo. They serve those there too. So... Next time you go, get that. Then we got the tartare, which is fucking fantastic. Not anything like the fucking antelope bullshit we had. <laughs> like, they, so, so they make it, they like, yeah, thick cuts, they serve it table side, and they'll, like, customize it. Like, you want it a little spicy, they bring out the Tabasco, and it's so good. Then we did the A5, and then we did, the only state they had left of the Lindsay was two pounds, three-fourths, Two and three-fourths pounds, which was, like, the biggest one they had. We ordered it, and we almost finished it. And I thought I was going to die after that. Couldn't do any desserts. Straight, just three levels of steak. So good. God, I love that place. <sighs> that is the place that I will... To- like, so there's... Um, I-, I know we have, like, limited time on, on the pot here, but... You got as much time as you need. Okay. Um... Unless so, you have to go to bed or something. What the fuck else am I doing? Um, <laughs> no, so so uh, the, um, what we'll call it, uh, Bizarre Meat, fantastic. I will go there every single time I'm back in Vegas. I must go there. But I must uh, off strip. I'm not a bit, like, I've never really gone, like, off strips, like, places. But there's, like, a, this Italian place. It's called Piero's, which I think is, uh, it's, like, barely off strip. It's just, I think it's pretty well known at this point. Um, they have an Asabuco. Like a, oh. It is so good. So I've like wanted to do, there's like so, there's a lot of good, first of all, on Strip, there's a lot of like the fancy restaurants, but there's a lot of good stuff off Strip that I've just never done because I just, I just like haven't given myself the time to do it. I'm dying to do stuff like that. Like it, I've heard there's so many great places. It's like two blocks off the strip. It's like barely off strip, but um, it's been a, been around for like years. But it was really like my um, my mom's boyfriend. So I, I went with my mom and her boyfriend and his family to, to Vegas, and um, he was like, "Oh, we have to go to Piero's. It's so good. You get the the um, the Asabuco. And I was like, "Okay, yeah, 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 I'm sure it'll be good." And I finally went there. And I was like, "Oh my god, it's fucking awesome! Like it really is, really, really good Asabuco." And everything else in the place is delicious, too. Like, the place is just generally cool. Great rec. Recommend. So go there. Yeah. The other one I did... So I love Mizumi, 
which is a Japanese place in the Wynn. I think it's the best Japanese one on the Strip that I've been to. I haven't been to Nobu, so I can't talk for that. Um, and then I went to Moon Palace, which was delicious. That's the David Chain, like, little burger sliders. Oh, you found it Major Domo. The place was closed you wanted to go to? Was that different? Yeah, so it's only open, like, Thursday through Sunday, 9 to 9. I don't know what happens on Monday through Wednesday, why they can't be open there. It makes no sense, but that was probably going to change after COVID, but highly recommend going there too. Okay. So but, much so many places I want to try next time I go. I'm just gonna... Yeah. Vegas is just like, there's just a lot of good stuff there. It's kind of amazing. It's a good food city. The one place that was not amazing was David Chang Steakhouse. Major Domo? Yeah, it was nothing wrong with it, but it was like I fine. told you, man. I, I know, you. I, know you, I know you did. Well, you didn't get. They didn't have the prime. I did get the prime rib there, and that's what they're known for. And it was good. It wasn't like I want to write home to my mom and tell her about it, but it was good. Yeah, I thought it was way overrated. I was just wanting for prime rib at that point, to be honest. I really just wanted prime rib. Like honestly, like shitty prime rib is still delicious prime rib. Yeah, I'm I'm a big prime rib guy. But yeah, you kind of got fucked to the. the sold out of that but yeah i was a little disappointed in there for sure and i'm a huge dave chang guy the one dish that i actually think was um i don't want to say underrated because i don't think anyone rated it at all but was um <laughs> i was it was mother's day so i went with my mom um i was like oh well was it mother's day yeah i think it was mother's day um or the day after i don't know but i, I took my mom for like dinner and um She's not a big, she isn't like the um, quote unquote like Asian food, which is tough when you're at a David Chang restaurant. <laughs> um, but they had like a pasta dish. It was like macaroni with like a tomato kind of like gojujang sauce kind of thing. And she really liked it. And I really liked it. If I wasn't so full from like eating the stuff I had, I would have like housed that dish. I might actually go back, back for that like gojujang pasta dish. It was really, really good. Mm. That's good. Yeah. Any other Vegas recommendations before we go to Europe? Uh, um, no, that's all I got. I don't all know right. if there's recommendations, just like me agreeing with you. But uh, <laughs> no, you gave uh, was it Pierlo? Pieros. Pieros. Yes. So that that's a great go to Pieros. And I and I will I, I like to keep things balanced, so I'll give it a, a caveat. One of my good buddies, he was there for business, went to Piero's, had the Asabuco. His boss told him it was amazing. He went there, didn't like it. So, you know, I loved it. He didn't like That's it. That's the great thing about food. It's like yeah. everyone has their own little taste. He's probably wrong, but, you know. I think he is. Okay, so you've been all over Europe. You said, like, that's your that's your go-to. You got a direct flight from San Francisco to Copenhagen, which is fucking fantastic. Um, Eleven hours. That's great. And you and so you've done the whole Copenhagen thing. You've done Noma. You 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 went like the very first season of the new Noma, which is freaking awesome. But you've also been so you've talked about Franzen, and you've talked about uh, Malmo, which are Malmo's in uh, Oslo, right? Yep. And uh, Franzen's in Sweden. And you said. Franzen's your favorite tasting menu you've ever been to. Yeah, I think it's the, I think it's the I mean the food is absolutely phenomenal and I think the overall experience is probably I think it's the 
I think it's the, I think it's, yeah, it's the best. So like, what makes it the like what what makes it the best? I, I know this sounds really lame, but like the food itself is just tastes good. It, it's like everything about it is just like it's very savory. A lot of umami. It's like it's a lot of umami bomb, but in a very restrained kind of like three Michelin star sort of way. Um, and then the experience itself is really really cool. Like you, so you you show up, you press the door. I mean, this isn't particularly exciting. Like you press the doorbell. You wait, they let you in, they take your jacket, blah, blah, blah. And then you go up to, you, so you walk like down a hall to an elevator. And then as soon as you get in the elevator, it's like pitch black. And then like some kind of like 80s rock song came, comes on. And I'm blanking on the name of the song. It's like um, Rocky Like a Hurricane. Yeah. I can't think of the name of the song, but like, you know the I, song. Uh, um, God. I know which band, but yeah. yeah. So it's just like all of a sudden you go from like a very like demure Swedish woman who's letting you in and um, that happens in the elevator. And then as soon as you get out, like this really cool, like, I don't know, just like a very like welcoming, like Swedish dude, like welcomes you to the restaurant, um, brings you to this lounge and there's like a fireplace and this very like mid-century mod Scandinavian type of like decor is there. And um, it's just very like relaxed they can bring you champagne. You have some like canapes. Then they bring you to um, like they call it, like the the box, which is like everything you're gonna have for that for that meal. It's like the raw ingredients basically. And then they explain like, oh, you'll have like a dish with this langoustine. Here's our XO sauce that we make. Blah blah blah. It's just like everything's laid out in this little box on ice. And of course, there's like a dish you're eating while you're having this and other drinks. That you have when you're when you're um, experiencing this, so you do that, and you sit down again, have another canapé, and they bring you to like the main dining room, which is totally situa- situated around a um, like kind of like a wood fire, just like you'd have a saison, and you have all your dishes there. Um, and the cool thing is like the dishes you have, like some are brought by like a server, some are brought by the like the restaurant manager, some are brought by the psalm, some are brought by like the head chef like it's it's like a total mix like and you get to meet everybody yeah that's cool pretty awesome and then um then they bring you up back up to where you started and you have like your dessert and everything etc um so it's just like and everything is just like mind-boggling delicious and like no i'd say no more delicious maybe so and, what's what's like the outstanding dish oof, that is hard i would say my favorite dish is probably it was like you're gonna have to edit this because it's gonna be a lot of like downtime as I think about this. Take your time. This it sounds amazing. So like it gives me a reason to go to Stockholm because I've we've only been to like Copenhagen and Finland and we haven't really done Sweden or Norway. And I like now that you've described Franzen, I'm like I'm looking on the website now. So there was a – I usually don't go for the meat courses, but I think the meat courses were, like, like as good as everything else was, was the star. It was a red deer with a pumpkin, mm. with a pumpkin like, XO sauce. So, like, kind of this, like, spicy chili-based sauce with pumpkin and then just, like, the most beautifully cooked um, red, red deer. Like, nice charred outside. Like basically raw in the middle, 
that was phenomenal. Mm. I think that dish was probably the best. Because that was one of those dishes where I'm just like, I can't get this anywhere but here. Like, I can't make this myself. I can't get this particular deer. I can't, I can't make this sauce. That's awesome. Yeah. So what are some... So Franzen, it's a definite go-to what yeah, so what's um what are your other like top michelin places that you've been to that you really love in europe i mean obviously like i mean i've only been to noble once i'm going back this july yeah I mean, any kind of like unforeseen everyone on this pod knows my love of noma so oh i know you were looking for noma yeah so. And you're and and you went for like the original menu on this new like I feel like the first year was special. We went for the vegetable season, and it was amazing. But the seafood one was like that was like they had to nail it. That's the one that Jonathan Dold. That was like his last review, pretty much. Of, uh, yeah, R.I.P. Like so super cool that you got to go for that first seafood season. What was the outstanding dish for you there on that menu? Oof. I would say the I think it has to be there was this uh, it was a snail salad with roses. Oh. So yeah. it was it it looks really like it was the least seafoody dish of like of the entire meal I think. And it was my probably my favorite. It was it was like a beeswax bowl. And it has like a lid, like the lid was. Yeah, made. yeah. Um, but it was just kind of like, it sounds really boring. It's like these kind of like little microgreens, basically. And there were sna- like snails mixed in. But then there was like a, like, I don't know if it was a dressing of roses or like a rose vinaigrette, but it was just like the combination of rose and these like meaty snails and just like the most like delicious greens you've ever had. Um, yeah, I'll never forget that. That was that was by far. Yeah, they do like roses seem to be a theme. Like they always have like a rose dish, and they served when we went, which was like three months after you. They had the beeswax bowl. I forgot what they served. It was like a salad, and it was they explained like how they actually made they made like all the beeswax. They they're fucking insane there. God, it's so good. But like, it's, yeah, it's. Like everything you have there is just a flavor that you maybe have never had. And you've just, you're like, what's happening? Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. Like, like, who thought of like putting roses and snails together? Like, it was absolutely just like, sometimes I wonder, like, does it taste good or is it just like something I've never had? And it's just like, my brain can't can't register it, but I, I really think that dish was really honestly just like delicious. Yeah, and some and some of like the simplest dishes there, they just served like a pea dish with cream, and it was so fucking good. God, it's the best. I'm so jealous you're gone. Two weeks, you're gonna have to come back and talk about that. Okay, talk about other places. Okay, other places. Um, so I guess my first experience, I, I I'm very like. So I've been, so I guess I've been to like Spain and Italy and Croatia and like, you know, a bunch of places, but like Michelin store wise, just like food wise, I like most of like the cool places I've been to have been Scandinavia for whatever reason. But I've been to, so I've been to Marguerite's, the Leadbury. What's your like, so like of like the Southern Europe, what's like a low, like you've been, 
what's like a cool meal you've had that maybe not Michelin star, but you're like, this was a freaking good meal. Um, most of the meals I've had in Rome, I would say. And you're Italian. I am. Um, Palmieri. Um, but I, I don't really like it. I mean, I'm Italian American. I eat a lot of like, you know, red sauce. Not that I eat a lot of it, but like the typical stuff I eat, the family would make be like red sauce. Um, but yeah, in Rome, I just, I'd love like Cacio e Pepe. Oh, um, Cacio e Pepe. That's like, I can I eat that every Oh, it's so good. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking right now. Like, there's like the four typical Roman pasta dishes Cacio e Pepe. Um, I don't know these. Yeah, it's Cacio e Pepe and then the, the one with the eggs. Jesus Christ. Carbonara? Uh, yeah, Carbonara. That's a typical uh, Roman one. Then there's Allegrecia, which is basically Carbonara with a little bit of bacon. Or Carbonara with a little bit um Cacio e Pepe with a little bacon. Oh, no, Amatriciana. Those are like the four. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you just have like, if you go to a place that like does that pretty well, like, I'm, I'm happy. Give me that little glass of, little glass of like white wine. And... God, I'm dying to go. I'm dying to go back to Europe. Well, I'm super jealous that you're going, and uh, you have to come back on the pod and, and talk about Noma. Did you hear the Alchemist best restaurant in Europe? I did. Yes, I'm. Uh, you're on I'm the wait on, list. I'm on the wait list for the Friday that I'm there. Hopefully you'll get. Hopefully yeah, they don't, get they don't have reservations for one, so I made it for two, and I'm I'm sure I can find a friend somewhere. Oh yeah, and that's so that's another thing that's cool is like. You go on like the web, and if you're traveling, and like for Noma, you got a because re- it's hard to get a reservation for one or two sometimes, so you get a four, and you go online and like meet people and go. I think I that's do. super cool. Yeah, so I, this is actually the first time I've done this. Um, I um, there's a certain couple that has a, uh, a a food community they started that I joined, and it's pretty easy. Can to we start. not say their names? Yeah, uh, it's Anders Husser. And- I love so I'm Anders a huge Husser and Ka- Caitlin or yeah. Yeah, I've never like you guys should all follow them because they they live in Copenhagen. I've been following Anders for like five or six years. I think he's one of the he's my favorite food blogger in the world. Like he's just really cool. Like really knows his shit. And uh, he moved. He wasn't living in Copenhagen. Like they just moved there like a year ago. Yeah, I think he was in Oslo. Yeah, and it's uh, he's he's great. But he started he started like his own little food online food blog community where you can pay and like interact. It's like a message board, right? Yeah, so it's like I mean, it's pretty much like a yeah a message board like chat room kind of thing. And there's like a chat room for each um, like Scandinavian city and then generally Europe and generally the U.S. Um, but there, I mean, there's only like 200 members in there's probably maybe like, I don't know, like 50 or so active people. Like I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm spitballing, but um, you generally get to see like, especially in the U S like who goes where and like, Oh, you went to this place. Like, let me know, let me know about it. Like, Hey, do you guys want to like meet up in like this city sometime? So it's, it's a cool, just, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to find people like us who are willing to, you know, travel and, you know, spend. Yeah. It's a very niche hobby. It, it definitely is. Spend the amount of money we spend on, you know, a certain meal. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty cool. And um, 
in my situation, like where I'm generally by myself or just a single diner, I just booked a table for four, went on the, went on their site, and it was like, hey, who wants to fill three seats for Noma on like you know July eighth? And within a day, I found three people, and um, you know, and you like, I don't want to jinx myself, but most people like they're not flakes. Like if you're spending it's it's like fifteen bucks a month for like to join it. It's not like a ton of money. But like most people aren't flakes. They're gonna like, you know, if they say they're gonna like meet you for dinner on a certain night, like they confirm like, yeah, I'll meet you and they're more than willing to like, you know, um, you know, PayPal you for your like, you know, their seat and everything. So it's, I think it's a I think it's a pretty pretty cool platform that, you know, and I'm, I'm happy yeah. that they've they've done that. So if you're super into that, not a sponsor could be, but uh go join them. Okay. Well Question if you we if you join the Hungries, maybe we'll be a sponsor. Who knows? Yeah, I gotta join. I haven't joined yet. You're going to join it. Um, tell me, last question that we asked everyone, best thing you ate this week. You knew it was coming. I did. I thought about this. Um, it is the, ready for this, pork wings. Huh? Yeah, pork wings. What is that? So I had never heard of this before. And I went to this random, like, it's just like a, you know, like, you know, like your generic, like, local bar and grill kind of place. Yeah. Um, they have pretty good beer, but I went with my dad, like, last week, and I was gonna, just going to get wings, and I swear they had pork wings. And I'm like, well, what the fuck is that? And apparently they take, um, it's like pork shanks, and they, like, I don't know what they do with them, but they eventually fry them, just like a chicken wing. And um, it's basically just like a very thin pork bone with, like, a, with like mm. shredded pork around it and they dip it in, in buffalo wing sauce. So it's, it's a buffalo wing, but pork, it's absolutely delicious. Not kosher. No, not kosher at all. No, no. <laughs> sounds, I've never heard of that, but sounds freaking delicious. I had never heard of it either. I, I told my buddy about it and he's like, I had never heard of, e- heard of it either, but he had it like similar, similar uh, situation. He's like, good. So good. Um, you have like three or four of them, and you're 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 done. Like that, it's an appetizer, but it, it's an entree. I love those. Yeah. All right. This has been amazing. Have a great trip. You're you're back on the East Coast now for a few weeks with same with your family, working remote. And uh, you might come visit us in Charlotte. We'll see. No promises. I'd love to. I, I, I'm I'm planning on it, but not uh, <coughs> promising enough about that. We've got we've got a we've got a room for you here. Um, and it's going to be fun. So, but have a great trip to Copenhagen. Uh, enjoy Noma. Hope you get to go to Alchemist and have a great trip. And we'll talk with you after we'll, we'll check in on you. Sounds good. I can't wait to tell you about it. I don't know if your listeners want to hear about it, but I'm more than happy to tell you guys. Yeah. We'll just, uh, they want to hear it. Okay. If they don't, they can suck it. All right, everyone, have a great week. Joe, this has been amazing. I'm happy to be here. It's been a lot of fun.